Hello and welcome to Pause Vibe Podcast Season 3, Pause World, The Movement. And here are your hosts, Pause and Bex. Hello everyone and welcome back to a new episode of the Pause Vibe Podcast. My name is Robbie Lawler. And my name's Veda. The ma'am. <laughs> Beautiful as always. So we're continuing on with the team of Pause World Movement and we are bringing the lives of people all over the world into your ear holes. And we are going straight to Italy and giving you Italian royalty. Do you want to introduce her first? An guest? enormous privilege yeah. <laughs> to have this amazing queen here. It's Enorma Jean. Hi. Hi, guys. Happy to be here with you. Thanks. Hi, sweetie. Enorma is one of the stars of RuPaul's Drag Race Italia, Drag Race Italia for you yeah. kids at home. You have to check it out. And it must have been such an honor and such a buzz to be part of the first season. Uh, well, it was like uh, a shock. It was a responsibility. Uh, we do came from a, a country which is peculiar. It's very Catholic, LGBTQAA plus uh, community. It's uh, it's it lives like in a uh, in a very uh, a strange situation. Uh, uh, and so I knew that going uh, uh, in Italy as as uh, uh, um, a man uh, uh, dressed up uh, as a, <laughs> as a woman, it would have been like uh, problematic uh, or from one side and uh, brave and fierce for the other. Yeah. So it was pretty inviting for an honor, of course. <laughs> Can, can I ask you to expand on that a little? What is it like to be queer in Italy at the moment? Well, we do have one, uh, we do have uh, uh, to live in a country uh, which is uh, pretty uh, hypocritical because they keep on saying that it's, uh, it's not a, a religious country and the power mm -hmm. stays in Rome. And part of the, it's not a lie, but it's not the truth because it's yeah. true, the power stays in Rome, but it's just on the Vatican. I think that if Italy is still as important as it is, uh, it's because we got the Pope. So it's the mm -hmm. center of the Catholic religions and um, which which is not the Christian religions. I'm lucky enough to share my life since 16 years with an Anglican, so I know something about <laughs> how many shadows of Christianity there is around. Yeah. But basically, Italy is just the root of mm -hmm. everything that is good and evil in the religion. I've been uh, doing the revolution inside of a program that was meant to be revolutionary. It's so beautiful the way you express yourself. And it sounds very political to be a drag queen in Italy. It is. It, it is for all the straight community uh, who always sees a form of art to involve uh, transvestitism uh, as in every form, uh, as a way of uh, sexual gig, <laughs> you know, because, uh -huh. because of the way we are in Italy. 
uh, it's still a very gender separated community, even if we are in 2022 on some kind of aspect, we are African and tribal. And I'm not saying this as uh, I'm saying this under an, an anthropological point of view. Okay. So there are some kinds of dynamics that are still pretty tribals. And the fact that we, uh, as a society, we divide the gender. So, so, so strictly means that everything that is in the middle, that's always something that, I don't know, in Italy, it's a little like, uh, don't, don't ask, don't tell. You're like in every Catholic country, you're allowed to do whatever you want in the secrecy of your private house, then go to Jesus, ask for forgiveness, <laughs> and keep on going sinning. I love that system. <laughs> yeah. but, but, that's, but it's true, you know, pretty human. It's, it's like a credit card without a bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love about drag. You really just make the gray area between gender fabulous and really, you know, fun and entertaining. And it kind of takes down people's barriers and just shows that gender's such a stupid construct that you can play around with it and just be authentically yourself. I always consider myself to be uh, a pretty, um, I don't know how to say, uh, androgynous kind of queen. I never see myself as very femme. I don't see mm -hmm. a big difference between Davide and Norma. It's just the fact that Davide loves to just wash <laughs> clean <laughs> the face <laughs> and then Norma just add a little mascara. But, <laughs> but just that. a touch. <laughs> but uh, no, I like, of of course, a norma, it's like uh, an exaggeration, it's a creation, mm -hmm. it's not a woman, it's a diva, uh, but <laughs> I don't see that uh, as separate of my normal life, so out of all the of of uh, of all the queens of uh, the show, I think that I'm one of the the queens who was very believable as as a queer man <laughs> in his forty six and as a queer woman. No, or a very, I don't know, eccentric kind of dame. People now comes to me and they talk to me about the problems because I, I'm a shameless being. And yeah. that's I have a problem that I'd like to talk to you about. My problem is that I don't have that red corset and red skirt <laughs> that you wore <laughs> when you were Sophia Loren. Sophia Loren. Oh, yeah. my, oh my God. God. It's yeah. so stunning. It's one of my favorite drag yeah, race outfits of all time. Wow. And the Thank fact you. that you wore it, a red dress is so symbolic. Mm -hmm. And for you to wear it in the episode where you came out about your HIV status and about your whole story your, with your father. Everything about it was just breathtakingly powerful and brave. And I think of you like a warrior in a battle when I think about that episode. And I'm so glad that you won. It meant so much to me. You didn't have to win the season to win the battle. Exactly. And you, you made me so proud. You won the hearts. Thank you. Tell me Thank about the guys. dress. Uh, well, the dress, it was one of my dreams. I want to represent everything that it's carnal about uh, uh, Sophia Loren and a uh, kind of 
um, uh, Italian style and uh, also a little bit of Italian stereotype that we bring all around. I did um, uh, uh, the catwalk using the ends uh, as the Monari alphabet because it's a uh, it's it's a kind of way we have to talk. So I I I had my Italian hand spoke moments <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, and being uh, uh, blood uh, uh, such a, uh, an ambiguous word <laughs> uh, and uh, for me because being HIV plus the 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 blood for me is always uh, like you know something but like it's it's always like something that you have to check so all this mm-hmm. kind of uh, bloodness. I, I want to, to, to be carnal and to talk about flesh, blood, and yeah, I wanted to do it. I want to be carnal and be a piece of Italian me on the carpet. Yes, that's what I wanted. Naked. I was dressed, but I was completely naked. When I went, I, oh, it's hard to explain, but I, I went to drag race uh, to compete as an artist, uh, knowing very well that to be understood as an artist, I also have to share with the public a little bit of myself in order to to give the different levels because an artist is not bidimensional, okay? And uh, as the screen is. So in order to have a third dimension, I knew that I have to share a little bit of my history, but I'm not the kind of guy who does it in front of the camera. So basically it was very strange because when we were competing and doing the main challenges and when we were together, uh, I was listening to the stories of the other ones, but I never thought that that was the moment because I was just competing. (laughs) Uh But on the other side, uh, when we were like, by by uh, just the eight of us maybe eating and the end of the day there were those kinds of uh, moments so before sharing with the public I absolutely shared with my seven sisters and then the day after I just asked for half an hour in front of the camera when they do uh, do the takes of the of the comments that you do basically Uh, out of drags uh, i just asked for half an hour and it was i don't know like a waterfall i think that (laughs) i've been uh, 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 in, in half an hour, I basically they just uh, let me spoke because uh, that's what I ask. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it was important to share this because um, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, stigma still in, the, yeah. uh, in, in Italy for everything that it's HIV plus related. And one of the things that uh, saddened me the most, uh, it's that the most insensitive uh, regarding what is HIV, what is the meaning of being positive, and what is the, the history of this pan- pandemic took basically during the 80s. Like, uh, uh, it took us out a generation when they call me boomer and i'm uh, it, sometimes it happens you know i'm an old queen even if i did this <laughs> in six years i'm uh, really, really like old but like you know i always try to say like like you that you have a generation before i don't mm-hmm. 
But like you're you're really like at the forefront of the next generation that people can look up to, the ones that we all wish we had in the generation beforehand that we sadly lost to AIDS. Yeah. Can I ask, um, what was the public's reaction to you coming out on Drag Race? Basically, uh, it was a blessing and a curse. Yay. A blessing. Now, first I tell you why it's a curse. Because uh, everyone now friendzone me, basically. So all the other queens, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what I'm <laughs> no. saying. So basically all the other queens that comes out, all the other queens that comes out, uh, they have a lot of fun, who are very, very, like, sometimes sexually interested. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just auntie. So you just come to me to hack me and talk to me about <laughs> the problem. So that's a curse. <laughs> you need to change. <laughs> Change your I'm mindset. I blessing. thought I was yeah. auntie. Yeah. Turns out I'm daddy. I should have said, <laughs> I should have said, no, yeah, yeah. I should have said I'm single. You know, I should have gone there and say I am single. It's wonderful. <laughs> I must say no, no negative reaction from the public. Mm -hmm. um, and and some people of older generation, it just uh, woke up uh, memories that they have lost. So mm -hmm. for me, it was a kind of epiphany, receiving all these uh, wow. heartfelt messages, sometimes calls. And one of the ones that struck me the most was a woman of 60 that just called me crying because she just remember, because she removed it, that in the 80s, his younger brother died and he uh, was very young and that they had to bury it like uh, without saying what happened you know the, just the, the fact of I have to say he died of cancer because you were not mm -hmm. allowed to say he died of AIDS because he was scared that even the, the, the guys that were taking the deaths they didn't want to touch the body that's how it was how bad it was on the 82 83 84 yeah. 86 that's mm -hmm. what we don't have to forget I love to underline all the time the fact that for me on 2022 is absolutely important and vital to celebrate the fact that we have a, a, a therapy and that we are not dying of it. But at the yes. same time, it's very important for us to remember what was this uh, pandemics for the gay words, what meant, mm -hmm. and all the life that we have uh, lost. We've lost a generation, but we always went trying to change the mindset uh, of, of also of the scientific words. Let's not forget that when this was thought at the beginning in 81, 82, mm -hmm. to be LGBTQ cancer for mm -hmm. two years, they just like, you know, well, it's okay, it's not a problem. <laughs> Gays are dying. And until it doesn't pass through mm -hmm. the uh, the heterosexual couples, that was a not uh, an urgency. And the medical world yeah. Yeah. Uh, apologize for that. Apologize for that. So that's what we have to understand, that the rights that we achieve are not rights that we have to give for granted. Because yeah. if something very stupid happens that threatens the security of the straight world, we are going to be um, back on that position in three seconds. Look at what is happening in USA with all yeah. this fucking abortion stuff. Back in the mm -hmm. 68. You have to be brave, you know. We always celebrate we fierceness, and then we, when we met the first bitch, she's just a bitch. 
No way, mm. baby. Because I am the kind of bitch that you need when you need someone who, who, who fights. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I be a it's, it's what I love when I heard you say, uh, pride is owning your truth. I'm not a bitch. I'm just fierce. <laughs> and I love that because it is. I think yeah. everyone no, no, for HIV understands that. Mm-hmm. No, and um, I do. I totally understand that sometimes when you meet a bitch on normal life, you will say like, oh my God, she's a bitch. She's a pain in the ass <laughs> and stuff. But like... Keep it, keep it quiet. Keep it like beside you. I as love a this. Because you might tell need him, Norma. You know, you tell you him. You might need to be a first bitch. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do sometimes. Can I ask you when you opened up about your relationship with your father and his passing and everything that happened up to your HIV diagnosis? You were so open and raw and emotional and it was very powerful for that reason what allowed you to just let yourself go like that on television ages of therapy therapy i love that answer yeah and and i'm sorry because we always underestimate uh, the power of a good therapy session and uh, we should underline the fact that the biggest health problems that we do suffer as LGBTQA class community is mental issues. Yes, There's a lot 100%. of depression, schizophrenia. There's a lot of uh, um, um, uh, like suffering. So I went through my suffering with a professional. I thought at the beginning that I was crazy, mad on the uh, uh, <laughs> clin- <laughs> a clinical point of view because that's what everyone I met always told me. You're crazy, bitch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it got to a point where I believe and I went to a psychiatrist and said, you know, I might be crazy. And he told me, yeah, you're crazy, bitch. But no, you're not mental. You're just crazy. So, <laughs> so An official so diagnosis. So I, I always say I'm not mad. My psychiatrist told me so, but that's the truth. You know, uh-huh. and uh, so basically, I went for a few sessions with a psychiatrist to say, just you're on a bad episode of depression, but you're on a mental. So that's the therapist. And I had my talk with the therapist. And the th- with the therapist, I basically understood that all this kind of uh, sadness that I had was because uh, I had uh, a huge, important, and shaping, loving relationship with my father, who has been the most forming homosexual relationship for the two of us. I'm underlining, because I loved my father, my father loved me. We were just too ashamed of admitting it. That's so sad, babe. And so it's something very stupid, something very simple, something very difficult, that it's very important to repeat it constantly. Okay. I think we can all relate to that. I feel a lot of that as well. You know, I think we have all maybe experienced wounds as gay men from our fathers and from the toxic situations that Mm -hmm. men find themselves in when they're trying to raise kids. But I'm so happy that you brought up the power of therapy. Uh, I know many people who think that they have to be in the depths of depression to go get therapy. And I just think therapy is 
one of the most beautiful things you can do for yourself if it's available to you if you have the financial um help to do it or find counseling amongst good friends with a listening ear but what also what i want to highlight is that some of the best activists around the world are doing most eccentric because yeah. they don't stand by rules they don't give a fuck what other people think about them and they're the ones who make change and change culture and on that note yeah i really want to bring in the next guest because when we talk about activism and eccentricities it's the most beautiful part of our next guest all the way from mexico welcome angel how are you darling hi guys thank you very much for this invitation for me it's very important we talk about more for the hab and the other countries and what happened and um, we make friends this is very cool thank you very much it's great that we make friends i'm obsessed with you babe obsessed obsessed <laughs> like <laughs> your instagram just brings me so much joy <laughs> it's like sexy and funny all at the same time i love it <laughs> so angel for all our listeners who may not know you are angel indetectable on undetectable indetectable yeah and the reason uh why everyone should go see it as well of course enorma jean is um you're like i suppose what would you call it your shtick is this gorgeous pink face mask or balaclava with this unicorn horn that is a dildo that has HIV on it. Yeah, it's a wrestling mask, oh, right? Oh my God, Yay! there it is. The reveal is there. V-I-H. V-I-H. Yeah, it's in Spanish. It's V-A-H. Very important human. Yes. Amazing. Oh, I love it. I can it. relate to that. So you walk along <laughs> the streets of Mexico, you go to college campuses wearing that in the leotard. Um, could give our listeners um, a little bit of a more idea into your reasoning behind it all. Um, in Mexico City, in Mexico, is we have a lot of stigma with HIV. I don't care if other people see my face, but for me it's very important uh, transmission the information for the sexuality and HIV positive people is we are not alone mm -hmm. oh. we we have we, we we need more empathy in Mexico City we need more empathy for for I don't care is HIV people HIV people or no it's human it's mm -hmm. just human and and ha I have a performance with uh, HIV and it's it's not on Instagram because it's very hard. So, <laughs> but it's, explain it uh, to me. I, yeah, uh, I I have a I had a sex with myself in the in the floor. It's it's very interesting. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I put my dildo in my ass, so it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Are yeah. you wearing it on your head when you put it in your ass? Yeah. Oh my god. Are you I that flexible? That. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're giving yourself head. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's shocking with the people because they don't they don't see this performance every time. So it's it's just a performance with uh talk about we need to free with sexuality. We need to talk more with free sexuality. Mm -hmm. No more stigmas in sexuality in Mexico City. Uh, when I go, uh, because I, I have a group in the clinic, the clinic is a clinica, 
clinic specialty and HIV. And I have a group with the people when they have a when they receive a diagnostic, uh, they go with us and we 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 make a session every Thursday. And mm -hmm. um, we make friends. We make. We are not alone. We are here. We we are just support with my emotions. Mm -hmm. What about with my emotions? Because the people say, "Oh, I will with that." Yes, I will with that, yeah. but not for HIV. We need yeah. to medication. But before medication is we we talk about what happened with myself, mm -hmm. in myself, uh -huh. with my emotions, mm -hmm. and and. Um, after we we can work uh, everything but it's not just we talk about undetectable first for me in mexico we need to talk about with my emotions yeah. <laughs> and yeah. after with what happened with the medication uh -huh. and I, I know it's different country this it, is very very hard with the stigmas is it's hard really yeah. it's very hard because when i go to the clubs gay clubs I don't feel very good because the, the people is is more strange with me because I have HIV and I talk yeah. about HIV. Yeah. But when I go to other countries, uh, it's not that gay countries, I feel very good. Mm -hmm. And the people is more friendly with me. It's, it's, it's strange, it's curious, it? right? I can relate to that too. Sometimes I feel like when I'm out and about, I do feel exposed and that, that there's some kind of weight that goes with working with HIV out there in the community. But at the same time, all of the best friendships and all of the most loving relationships that I've made over the last few years have been with people living with HIV. Mm -hmm. So that propels me yeah. forward and just mm -hmm. makes me do it regardless, you know? I think that there's still yeah. a lot of stigma and some of it uh, is my own. <laughs> I, re I, I recently heard someone say that um, when we get good news, it normally goes in one ear and out the other. But with bad news, it goes in one ear and gets stuck. And it's all we kind of remember about HIV activism and being so out about your status. But the positive feedback I'm sure all of us have received is just so immense. Um, but, <laughs> at the, but at the same time, we get some maybe negative feedback. And that's what can kind of immobilize us sometimes or make us feel uncomfortable. And I think... As people who are out there, we always have to remember the good that we're doing. And the people who give us bad feedback have still listened to our message. Something is still yeah. going in. And they're, unfortunately, they're the people who probably have to listen to us most, um, whether they like to or not. So that's why I just love it. And can I ask you, Angel, just because I just love people who give peer support and talk about emotions. In Mexico, what is normally the biggest issues that arise emotionally for people living with HIV? It's complicated. We talk about that in, in the clinic, for example. Is more with more one big in Latin America, so we have a lot of people every day. <laughs> Just we, we we need to 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 have a collective uh, for for supporting in within that emotions with that people. But it's not only for guys; it's more for girls mm -hmm. here in Mexico. Every every time is more girls with HIV. So this is why my question: I need to go to the schools, and when I I I've been to the schools and I have. A, other performance there for uh, for, for <laughs> yeah. you yeah. don't have it's sex at yourself in school no no no. No, no 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 it's very different performance on the school and the clubs mm -hmm. but in the school is more for questions yes. for more a stigma how you be with HIV how is your life it's a normal life yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> but the people need to ask with people when I have HIV mm -hmm. 
it's very different yeah. because when I say I have HIV, the people will say, oh, oh my God, what happened? It's, it's normal. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, just, you just need to, to stigma more, 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 more education mm-hmm. in, in Mexico City. The emotions is normal with, without or no HIV, we need to go to therapy every one day a month. It's, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's for me, it's recommendation. Yeah, uh-huh. oh, so important, absolutely. And at school, do you get students to put the condom on your dildo? So yeah. You show them how to use a condom effectively. That's so important. Like when I remember trying to put in a condom first, well, I was trying to have sex yeah. with a woman, so that was just bad enough as it was. But secondly, I, I never put on a condom before. I was terrified. I was like, I'm trying to think of a man with my eyes closed. And now I'm trying to put on a condom with my eyes closed. It was a nightmare. I was like, how do you do this? So what you're doing is so important. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so funny. At, at, I least know, you I know. Cut, at least you cut the erection throughout. So he still has it. Yeah. He still <laughs> has it. <laughs> I have a very good imagination. <laughs> I know. I talk about more for use or no use condom. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, 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 it's no, you need to be responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's that. It's people making informed no, no. decisions, yeah. basically. And we're, yeah. we're giving them yeah, as yeah. much information. And may I ask, what's the um, access to PrEP like in Mexico? Oh, now it's coming more. Yeah. Uh, six years, they come in, in in PrEP in Mexico, but they have a selection people, sex working, you know, mm-hmm. first. Now it's for everyone. If you want to PrEP, it's open in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Only in Mexico City and Puerto Vallarta and Guadalajara only in three countries in Mexico, because it's more, more, more people with, they, they have uh, a statistic, it's more HIV in yeah. that country. Mm-hmm. So it's good. That's the people, they, they use PrEP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They use PrEP and it's, 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 it's good, good for Mexico mm-hmm. because we need to talk more for, for, okay, you don't use condom, but you have other option. Yeah. When I, uh, I, I have um, 18 years, no, I am sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. My, my English is sometimes it's very perfect. bad. Don't worry. You're doing so well. 18, 18, 18 years. I have 18 years with HIV. Wow. When I have that, of course, no exist prep. So that uh-huh. is good opportunity for these people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. How, tell us a little bit about your experiences of living with HIV and your HIV diagnosis. For me and for everyone, the diagnostic is very different. Mm-hmm. But we have a story in our life so when i have uh, my diagnostic uh i remember the people they say oh you will be dead in in one chair or two chairs so i am very scared and uh, of course i am not talking about with that with my friends because i was to live in the street my partners my family they don't they don't want to uh, stay with me because i am gay so it's difficult in that moment but i say i have two options a work with uh, sex work or drugs or use substances, you know. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, I I I I prefer sex working, and and this is what maybe I have ICB. I don't know who, but it's okay. It's my responsibility because I don't use condom, so you need. So it's it's difficult in that moment, but now now it's 
it's normal, it's a one condition in my life because I am not sick. In Mexico City, they say, oh, HIV people is sick. No, I am not feel sick. I am not sick. Yes. Mm. Uh -huh. You're sickening, babes. You're, You're sickening. not sick. You're sickening. <laughs> 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 you know what? As well, it must be amazing to um, see how much change there is around sex work now and the way people talk about sex work. And, you know, I'm an old bitch. Yeah. So I've been on this planet for nearly 50 years. And when I grew up in Catholic Ireland in the 80s and 90s, it was still considered very shameful to do sex work. But now the conversations that we have with our friends and people that we meet, it is a much greater understanding and respect for people who do that kind of work. So I just want to give you some love and okay. say we appreciate you and we appreciate what you've done, you know? Yeah, yeah and, and it's because work. Because we, we have a building. Yeah, it's work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's work. It's not easy. Yeah. The people in Mexico City, oh, it's, it's easy money. No, it's not easy money. Are you kidding me? I have sex and I want to sleep for 24 hours. I'm wrecked. I don't know how people have sex multiple times <laughs> in one night. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I have so much respect. But come here. Uh, what, what's it like in Mexico City when it comes to HIV stigma? Is it getting better with you equals you message? Or are you still quite stuck? Or where are you, where are you at? Uh, for me, I... The government, they don't help for stigma eradication <laughs> because in TV, they say bad pronunciation with the stigmas. So the people, they say, oh, I, I was to see in the TV or on the radio and they say, no, it's not that. I am I have HIV. You taught me. It's, it's normal. It's, yeah, it's the government in Mexico is uh, fucked. It really is. I don't, I don't like it. What, what kind of things are you saying, Angel? On the TV. Sorry. What kind of things are they saying on the TV? Uh in the programs, for example, they say, "Oh, I have HIV," and the people they dead right now in in two weeks or three weeks. It's not. It's not that. No. Yeah. The people with HIV, we have take medication and we have yeah. the same life with others. Mm -hmm. It's 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 just good information. Yeah. In, and in Mexico, we don't have good information. We need to talk about with information with now in Instagram or Facebook on Grindr. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. We need to talk about, yeah, really. It's Amazing. my, my, yeah, it's my mission with, with this, with this uh, HIV I and sexuality. Angel, mm -hmm. I love that so much. I say it time and time again. If we wait on the government or if we even wait on our NGOs to try and eradicate HIV stigma, we will die of yeah. shame. We will die in silence because they can't do the work. It's up to us to do the work, grassroots to do the work. And just by being visible and fabulously you and showing that you're living and thriving, you're changing the game. And it's really yeah. special for me to hear this today because today um, the HSC and the Gay Men's Health Project here in Ireland launched a video campaign starring me as a HIVIP. <laughs> a very important person wow. living with HIV. It's incredible. And it's very sweet and I'm very yeah. proud of it. And it is new. It's the first of its kind. <laughs> and it's because of the grassroots work that Robbie and I have done over the last year and, and like and the support that he's given me that this opportunity happened. And I wish the same for you, Angel. I hope that you'll find support from the government mm -hmm. and the people will help you get your message out there. And hopefully we'll all get to see you shove your dildo up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I want to link to that, Angel. I want to link straight away. We'll put it in our show notes. <laughs> I'm doing it in the next campaign. Yeah! <laughs> That's the next 
not? Jesse Campe. Why not? Angel, <laughs> Angel just add some glitter. Add some rhinestone da balaclava. Yeah. Can we ask you, Norma, about prep in Italy? What's the situation with prep there? Well, uh, you know, I was listening to Angel, and I think that in Italy we're experiencing exactly the same kind of stuff. That now uh, HIV is more an urgency for straight women, uh, uh, which thinks that overall the young one uh, that HIV ate something related to gays. They're having sex just with their boyfriends, uh, and then uh, they have fevers that doesn't pass. Uh, that they go and and maybe sometimes they discover when HIV. Uh, when it's they have a very high charge uh, okay so basically it's not now the urgency it's not uh, for for prep and everything it's not uh, uh, for the gay community who has other kind of problems I think that the problem mm -hmm. for us now it's stigma from one yeah. side because the word stigma for HIV positive come from inside the community yeah. i'm yeah. out of uh, i've been married since 16 years uh before grinder so i don't know <laughs> how else life now but my uh fellows with grinder they say that uh you know uh coming up with like a positive status there is always like a a, a kind of problem uh you know mm -hmm. that it might be tricky um so prep uh, it's it's something that it's free it's available you have to go through testing uh mm -hmm. you don't you cannot go with the base doctor you go you have to go to uh, uh to yeah exactly yeah. to the the doctors who just uh, mm -hmm. cures uh, uh this kinds of diseases and uh infectivologia i don't know how to say it in uh, in uh, in english but basically it sounds better in italian yeah it sounds nice yeah. in italian. sexual health clinic or an infectious disease doctor but i think you make a really good point uh, at both of you actually because the face of hiv is really really changing so we know globally around 18 percent of all people living with hiv are gay and bi men okay so the 18 percent, which is a huge number when you consider the size of the global uh, lgbt population okay so we need to focus on us queens trying to break stigma for gay and bi men and other men who are sex men around the world. But over 50% of all new infections around the world are women and young girls. Yeah. And we have to uplift their stories along with the amazing queer community mobilization that has happened around the world. We have to help them in their new activism, empower them the way that our communities are empowered around the world. So I'm just so happy that we're clarifying this. In terms of prep, it's very easy to get prep to gay and bi men in a country. It's very hard to find women who are high risk of contracting HIV. So I really feel for the infectious disease doctors around the world, but I do think that we need to do be collaborative with the amazing women activists that are out there that just want a helping hand a lot of the time because they're not voiceless. I know so many women activists and they're the fucking most kick-ass people in the world. So let's keep uh, uplifting them. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's embrace yeah. women. Embrace women. <laughs> yeah. power. How close do we have to embrace them? Huh? <laughs> right up. <laughs> Dildo lens. Dildo lens. <laughs> no, I think that what, what I find, like if, if I want to understand, if you let me just understand, like the, the things that uh, we do came from Catholic, the three of us, the four of us, I think we came from Catholic backgrounds. So I think that the struggles, it's really,
really an anthropological struggle. We have to change mentality, starting also from the uh, uh, from the gay word, which yeah. sometimes is uh, filled up of machismo and homophobia. Mm-hmm. We are the and first trauma. one. Yep. And trauma, yeah, that it comes from from the trauma. So if I can just tell the, the last thing, since I came out as a, as a positive in Italy, uh, I do think that I, this is a privilege. Not everyone has the same privilege or say, hey, yo, I'm HIV positive. It's a privilege. That's true. And uh, this privilege came with a responsibility and my responsibility mm-hmm. since five years since i came is please it's a disease this is related to sex yes yeah. but let's not judge not the disease and not the sexual life uh, but on the other side uh, the only way that we have to keep this control is being tested as soon as you can just test because if you're negative or you're positive the better you the sooner you know the The sooner you can start the better it's a lot more dangerous having diabetes (laughs) i thought you were going to say diarrhea that's That's, my that's for us because we know that it's very bad very dangerous my boyfriend my boyfriend is celiac so he can't have gluten so he can't eat bread or pizza or ass or well he can eat that <laughs> but like i always say i'd much rather have hiv than celiac disease because his <laughs> like he not even gluten is way more yeah, limiting than uh, hiv way there's more no limiting. such thing as celiac disease in italy on, right on, yeah. on, <laughs> It doesn't no, exist. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, they are aliens. Uh, like, like the vegetarians. Say to your mother that you're gay. She's going to be okay. Tell to your Italian mother you're vegetarian. That is going to be a huge trouble. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh <my> <laughs> Angel, to bring you true. in, I just want to say I spent a month in Oaxaca. And the Mexican people are some of the nicest, friendliest like people I've ever met around the world. So it's quite interesting hearing that even such a gorgeous community of people could be so stigmatizing when it comes to HIV. Is there a way of tapping into that goodness of people that you find that really resonates with people? Yeah, Oaxaca is, is the best. My uh, second uh, country is my favorite beach mm-hmm. is there. And um, we have a Cipolite. I was in Cipolite. I was in Cipolite. It was so much fun. Too much fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Yes, I was to work there for uh, my performance. Mm-hmm. And it's very funny. But it's, it's funny. I, I, I need to talk about that. It's funny because it's, it's not all Mexican. Mm. It's the different countries. Okay. When I feel more more friendly, is the other people not Mexico? Mm-hmm. It's 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 a right. It's it's, a, it's it's my 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 story with HTV in Oaxaca. Mm-hmm. But Oaxaca is a lot of stigmas more and more yeah. because. In Mexico City, it's very different because we are in the city. But in Oaxaca, the people they don't say I am gay. They can't say that. It's very different because it's more 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 homophobic okay. in the people there. But it's, it's very strange because the, the guys like gays, but they don't say I am gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say I am I am normal, oh. <laughs> but it's, it's it's very curious. But they don't talk about for for nothing for for condoms, sexuality, for HIV. For they they don't have the government. They don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. We need we have collectives, but we don't have the money. Yeah. For example, for travel and, and ask um, for other countries but but Oaxaca is is the best place for 
but to the go to vacations. Yes. <laughs> I just want to really, really congratulate the work that both of you have done. I am absolutely in awe of you. And I guess that's going to be the end of our podcast. Isn't it funny how HIV can bring you together in this chat room with these amazing <laughs> people? Like to, to find you, Angel, uh, you know, online and see what you're doing yeah, has been so fun and exciting for me. And you and I just like each other's Instagrams all day long. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Norma, I was so emotional when I was Thank watching you. you on Drag Race. I didn't see that coming and it just swept me up. And I felt like I was watching an amazing battle and you were my champion and you, you always will be. <clears throat> And I'm just so grateful that you said yes. I said, will you come and talk to us? And you said, yes, you both said yes. And that is what brings us together as a community. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm also very curious, you know, so uh, like, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I, I was live in Ireland. I mean, now you know everything about life in Italy and in Mexico, <laughs> <laughs> life in Ireland. And life is good. Country. For HIV positive people, do you can you talk about sex and TV? For we example? can talk about sex so much more now in the last Angel, few years. We yeah, me and Angel, we can't talk about sex yeah. and TV, right? Yeah. Angel, like no. on morning TV. Yeah, right. On morning Absol TV, you can talk about sex. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not. See, we choose the wrong yeah. Catholic country, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, you get lovely I food know. and lovely men. Yeah, you yeah, you definitely. You get you margaritas. Get, you'd have to eat Irish well, food, get, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would go back. <laughs> you've got very strange yeah. names. Uh, that's amazing. You know, oh, yeah. are very exotics, you know. Good names. <laughs> no, Irish people are not. Not exotic. <laughs> Everything's well, quite exotic. Well, not not for an Irish, but for an Italian, they are. They. No. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love the yeah. exotic. Do you, like, do you like exotic men? Well, I'm uh, thinking about. I've been married with a Kiwi <laughs> who oh, was okay. born uh -huh. there from London, years, and okay. I got uh, friends from all over the world, and like one okay. from Cork. Uh -huh. Uh, oh, Jesus, you poor thing. Oh, I just <laughs> live land hubby. I'm going to come there and kick you land my friends from Corby. Well, you I have know. to come over and visit us now. You have more friends in Ireland. Absolutely. But I had a soft spot for ginger. And if I come there, it will be just for sexual tourism. Okay. Great. Well, we can definitely help you out with that. I know some gorgeous gingers. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I, liked, I just like two types of men. I like exotic men and Unexotic man. Yeah. <laughs> and men. I, I am exotic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you sure are, bitch. It's been so fun having this Kiki. Thank you yeah. so much. Hopefully we'll get to meet in the flesh yes. sometime. Okay, everyone, let's wrap this up again. Thank you so much to our amazing guest, Norma Jean and Angel Indetectable on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed this HIV Kiki. And please stay powerful and, and stay, stay positive. positive. Bye, everyone. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this week's episode, help us spread the word by leaving five stars and a positive review wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow Pause by Podcast on Instagram and Twitter too. Until next week, stay positive and stay powerful. Pause power. Stop the stigma. Zig-a-zig-ah.